0: Hey everyone, Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chicken Foot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! Welcome all you rockers, rockettes, and everything in between. You have joined us for a new edition of And the Podcast Will Rock. Welcome back to the show. If you're new here, we are the show that dives into the catalog and discography of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen. One track at a time, that is. I am your co-host, Mark Meyer. With me as always, Corey Morissette. Corey, has the snow just completely fallen down into
1: and uh, to create a frozen hell for you yet? It's actually melting here this week. We hit plus four, uh, which what I think <laughs> would uh, probably be in like the uh, the forties uh, for you. So that that that's like yeah. shirt and uh, you know that's t-shirt and shorts weather uh, for this Oof. area. So so things are melting and and it, it's been really quite nice. So it's going to get cold again next week, but for this week we're expecting you know plus four plus six, you know really nice warm temperatures.
0: Warm to you. No, thanks. It's been uh, the low 40s and uh, mid 30s over here. And that's in Fahrenheit. And uh, no, no, no shorts. The shorts time is (laughs) over uh, for us down here. Uh, But today was in the high 50s, which is weird. But then I remembered I live in the south and nothing makes sense weather wise. So uh, nothing makes uh, sense anywhere in the south. I mean, that's true. I mean, yeah, (laughs) it's weather. It's it's driving patterns. Sometimes it's just drivers in general. Uh, Don't get me started on that. Nothing makes sense down here. Um, (laughs) We could do a whole show about that. But instead, you didn't come here for that. You came here to listen to us talk about Van Halen. Uh, And if you don't want to hear us talk about Van Halen, then just go listen to Van Halen. It's fine. It's all good. We appreciate it you either way uh there you go take a drink
1: every time i say it now that i'm aware of it. <laughs> now you caught uh, yourself we're talking about this it's a mark catchphrase we appreciate you and you're like i don't really say that do i two minutes into the show you said i do
0: Yep. Two minutes in. So be, uh, if you're keeping track at home, there it is. There's one catchphrase. Uh, and also, before I forget, uh, we are now post Thanksgiving holiday for the uh, for the Americans out there. So uh, to all my fellow Americans, I uh, hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Hope you are well rested uh, at the time of uh, this recording. I have yet to uh, feast on Thanksgiving dinner, so I can only uh, I can only speculate that it was a great grand time. Um, Corey, you d- you've already celebrated your Thanksgiving, so I-, I hope yours was awesome.
1: Yeah, we celebrate Thanksgiving in October, uh, and it was awesome. So uh, this week it's just Thursday, but it's a great Thursday because <laughs> we got football, NFL football. There's three games, uh, so I'm taking the day off work. I'm parking my ass on the couch and I'm watching some NFL.
0: Look at that! See. NFL, uh, American football is universal. You hear that? Two countries coming together to celebrate it. Uh, mm-hmm. But what's going on in uh, Van Halen News? Anything remarkable, Corey?
1: I tell you, there, there's not a ton. Uh, again, we recommend everybody head over to the Van Halen News desk uh, where you can get all your Van Halen News. Uh, there's a couple of uh, cool articles. Um, you could get the lyric uh, video for uh, Mammoth WVH's uh, single, uh, Goodbye, uh, which is on the uh, – uh, they they released a the deluxe version uh, of the album Wolfie Did his debut album which is a phenomenal album and uh, with some extra tracks and they're all great i highly recommend everybody go check that out um there's an article on uh sammy hagar talking about the twister era and uh, there's actually uh, a song that was recorded around that time that's still in the archive somewhere that uh, hasn't been released yet uh, but wow. you know he he's convinced that it'll come out at some point they'll find it and they'll clean it up and and get it out there so we can uh, anxiously await that and uh, another article uh, actually came from a, a Guitar World interview, I believe. Uh, Sammy Hager on why For Unlawful is his favorite Van Halen record. So that was a really good read as well. But uh, nothing really in terms of news. I know Sammy's out there uh, doing the publicity for the new Sammy in the Circle record. And, of course, everybody wants to talk about Van Halen, too. So a couple articles on there, just some some good interviews with Sam.
0: Right on. Well, good, hey, uh, good ar- articles with Sammy. That's, uh, that's a no-brainer, you guys. Get over there and check them out uh, and say hi uh, on behalf of us at Van Heelen News Desk. But with that being said, I guess, Corey, you know what? We have got to talk about the poll. We've got to talk yes. about the rockin' poll that we do every week. Uh, please talk to me about the poll this, uh, this past week.
1: I'll tell you what, I think this was our most popular poll. We had uh, over 150 votes uh, on this one. And uh, I know I, I, when I posted the poll, I put, all right, if this one isn't a landslide, I just give up. Like, I, I just, I don't understand the world anymore. <laughs> uh, I'm happy to report it was a landslide. 96.2% what dreams are made of, 3.8% this dream is over. So that's really like just a couple of votes. It actually, uh, one of them explains themselves uh, in the comments, but it's as you would expect. Uh, anyone who's listening to this show or following us on Twitter, they're fans of Van Halen. And If you're a fan of Van Halen, you love Unchained.
0: Yeah, I was just about to say uh, for those that if you weren't in exactly on uh, in the know from last week uh, and you didn't want to do your homework, we talked about Unchained uh, last week, which is uh, as I said, arguably one of their most uh, well-respected, well-known tracks. I would I would dare to venture uh, un- when you think of Unchained, chances are you're that that is how you identify Van Halen. Uh, if you're a lot of people, we certainly are not going to argue that. So. Ninety six point two, uh, dr- the dreams are made of, and then uh, the three point eight. I'm very curious. I'm just so curious as to hear the reasoning on the down votes because I don't get it.
1: This, I, I, we, I thought this one was gonna was just gonna be a clean sweep, Corey. I, I did too, but you're always gonna have that one contrarian, and it's not John Mariano. He actually kicks no, off. It's not. Uh, he he kicks off the uh, Twitter comments this week, just saying it wasn't me. And uh, I believe him <laughs> because I I know he he's a fan of just good rock music. He wouldn't downvote Unchained no matter how badly uh, he wants to mess with our polls.
0: Yeah, yeah. He John is a is a an agent of chaos, but that chaos only goes so far. So yeah, we
1: we believe you, John. I tell you what the uh, the cult is growing to other shows. Our good friend Kevin uh, Brown uh, has started his journey into the Queen catalog with Seaside Pod Review, uh, one song cool. at a time their third track they spun somebody to love which is one of the great queen tracks of all time i thought it's kind of interesting because our third track that we ever spun was hot for teacher so we got a big (laughs) one on the third show they got a big one on the third show but they put up a poll as well and they had people downvoting somebody to love and i don't know how that how that could happen
0: probably the I will I will venture a guess and say these are probably the people that think uh, the only song Queen ever wrote of note was Bohemian Rhapsody. And while that song is amazing and it's I mean it's it's a classic, it's not their only weapon they have in their arsenal. I assure you, Queen has a, a cavalcade, much like Van Halen have they have a cavalcade of songs in their catalog that would make you go, "This is." one of their best if not the best they have multiple songs like that so i would i would say somebody to love is is one of their most powerful and yeah i don't i don't see how you're a queen fan if you're downvoting that that would be i'd like to hear what that's uh, what that's all about too
1: I know it's actually my favorite Queen track of all time because I gave Kevin shit. I'm like, he keeps saying he'll have me on a show to spin the wheel, but you already got rid of my favorite song. So fuck you. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to come on your show now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I like a lot of Queen. So uh, I thought Queen was a great choice for this kind of format because like Van Halen, yes, you know, the majority of the catalog is massive and fantastic mm-hmm. and amazing, but there's some turds in there and and Queen yeah. has some turds in there. Like Freddie yeah. wrote an entire song about his cat. And he and called it Delilah and put it on, uh, uh the innuendo album. So, uh, you know, <laughs> with, with cat meows and everything in it, it it's terrible, but you, oh, you need to have so... uh, some of those just to lighten up the conversation. <laughs> I mean, not to give any fuel to
0: the, to the Kate Bush haters, but I mean, she did a whole album where she's making animal noises. So, <laughs> you know, sometimes you just got to go full beastly and, uh, see what happens in the recording booth. It's not always going to be a winner.
1: No, but when you're Freddie Mercury and unfortunately you're dying of AIDS too, it's like, whatever the hell you want to do, Fred, we'll do. You want to write a song about yep. your cat? 100%. Uh, I'm going to do the best cat cat meows I can on it for you. <laughs> Good for them. But we're not here to talk about Queen. Uh, follows uh, In the Lap of the Pods and the uh, Seaside Pod review for all your uh, Queen talk there. We're talking Van Halen. We're talking Unchained. Let's get into the Twitter comments here. There's a all lot right. of them. Uh Future Squash767 said, who dislikes Unchained? And uh, Rhonda Evans said, no one in their right mind. So that's how we start off. And you got <laughs> to agree with go. those. Yeah. Uh, Dicker Chris is my ringtone. Quintessentially Van Halen, the Pasadena party band. There you go. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the Deep Purple podcast was speculating about the downvote saying, uh, I'd say at this point that it was just a few fingers slipping. <laughs> and, and that very well could be uh, sometimes you know especially if you're on your phone right and you got fat fingers like i do And you go to click one thing yeah. you might accidentally tap another so uh, i could have been something like that uh jonathan says fair warning contains my top two van halen songs of all time mean streets and then this unchained is a dream i wish i didn't have to wake up from
0: exactly well yes. said
1: ah, our good buddy michael green says i'm just gonna say it. it's one of the best van halen songs ever released it has it all no argument our- Absolutely. Uh, and here's what Tony says. Oh shit. I read this wrong and I hit the wrong choice. Unchained is most excellent. So there's one of the downvotes. <laughs> so there's, he, there's one mistake. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But he owned up to it and, and says Unchained is actually excellent. So we, we could actually lower that percentage a little bit. Cause he right, know, admitted right. he made a mistake. Yeah. Uh, Rihanna says what dreams are made of. Absolutely. Uh, Coach Green says, if you downvote Unchained, turn in your Van Halen card. And there's actually quite a few comments, uh, similar uh, Steve says it doesn't get more Van Halen than Unchained. Uh, Coach Green again says, "Well said. If you need one song to define a band, this is the song, and you can't really yeah, argue with go. that." Yeah. yeah. Uh, Robert says, "Anyone voting no on this should not be listening to Van Halen." Uh, you agree with them there? Like I said, this is the most Van Halen song you're going to get. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle Anderson says, "Hell, this song is off the chain," and uh, Tom understood that <laughs> reference and said, "I see what you did there, Waldo." Uh, Deep Purple Nicely podcast, yeah, oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. Deep Purple podcast chimes back in and says, "Top tier Van Halen, even four percent, the dream is over, is too high. Got to just be a few jokers or Van Halen haters." So there you go.
0: I just don't know. I just don't. Know. We we know that one of them slips. I'm I'm hoping the rest were slips too.
1: Yeah. Ah, here's a comment from our buddies at the Maiden A to Z podcast, uh, part of the Deep Dive Podcasting Network. Yeah. They say, "Unchained, the song that got me into the band for real. Motivational yet savage, a pounder and a thumper." A heavy hitter, a straight-up classic in hard rock. Unchained is off the goddamn chain, full score. Amen. Yes, period. Yep, end of discussion. Uh, Kevin Brown from the aforementioned Seaside Pod Review in the Tom Petty Project says, This song is all about the direction changes for me. So fluid. Arguably the best DLR era song and definitely my favorite DLR vocal. Great harmonies, great solo, killer rhythm section. Oh, and Sammy nailed it when I saw them live in 04. Quintessential Van Halen. Uh, I know, of course, uh, he did. Yeah. But yeah, we, we talked about, uh, you said Sammy never, uh, I think our guest on the week there said Sammy never actually did this song. He did, though, uh, on the 04 tour. So mm. uh, Kevin Brown pointing that out. Uh, Bruins fan 71 says, uh, uh, at the time it must have been 1% because he says, does the 1% have to count? This person can't even be a Van Halen fan. Absolutely love it. So
0: <laughs> again, no argument.
1: Yeah. Ah, Gene Hickey says if this doesn't smash the vote record and end up at least ninety-five percent, what dreams are made of? I'll be joining you in saying that I'm giving up. So, uh, fortunately, we're over ninety-five. We're at ninety-six. Yeah, uh, probably ninety-seven. Yeah, if you can take away that one vote, there where he slipped. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fat Man on Guitar says Unchained is not my favorite Van Halen song. It's not in my top five. Maybe not top ten. But if I had to pick the quintessential Van Halen song, Unchained might be it. It's got the boogie, swagger, humor, and party attitude that tip, typifies the first DLR era.
0: Interesting. That's an interesting perspective. I wonder if, uh, well, no, I, I can't assume with that review that he was a down voter. Uh, he just simply said it's not his favorite and it's not his top yeah. five, but but he said quintessential. So, okay, I'm, never mind Fat Man on Guitar. Uh, I'm going to assume you still voted yes because, come on.
1: Uh, Fat Man on Guitar is going to be on the show here uh, coming up hopefully in the new year, but uh, his yeah. comment really spoke to me because there's a song we're going to be spinning at some point, Mark, that I know you are is one of your top five Van Halen songs, and I'm a little more with Fat Man on Guitar on that particular song. I can't wait to kind of get to it. Oh, I see. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of more on the fence about it. It should be a good show. Uh, okay. Scott Monroe says, uh, I'll just say I appreciate the tongue-in-cheek breakdown between DLR and Templeman even more nowadays after reading the backstory and Greg Redoff's book. Oh, and it's a perfect song, so...
0: <laughs> Good uh shout out to uh to our buddy Greg.
1: Yep. Hopefully he's feeling better. He couldn't make our first live show uh because right. uh, he was feeling under the weather. And here's my tease uh, to stay tuned for later in the episode. We'll be announcing the details of our second live show coming up in December. Woohoo! Chaz Mataz says it's what D tunas are made for. Get it?
0: <laughs> That's a yeah, guitar tuning uh reference there for you.
1: i thought it was good uh kyle ederson said uh, possibly the best van halen song doesn't get much better you don't like this you don't like van halen again i'm not disagreeing yeah uh ray says finally quite possibly the most van halen-y song ever recorded yep can't argue with that Mm -hmm. uh greg zito who uh in his comment actually posted a a gif of nigel tufnell Uh, From Spinal Tap saying, these go to 11, which automatically makes this my favorite comic, because Spinal Tap's my favorite movie of all time. Uh, But he says, uh, Unchained isn't just one of the best Van Halen songs, it's one of the best hard rock songs ever. An untouchable, perfect 11. These go to 11.
0: All right on all counts.
1: Uh, False Premise says, you know the sad part of the wheel landing on this gem is that I really don't need to listen to this episode. I probably will anyway. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> we appreciate your honesty there and we hope that you still tuned in just to hear uh our perspectives
1: yes and our uh, old buddy tom armbruster said uh, you should it's a great discussion so See, uh, hopefully there you go. Ho- yeah hopefully paul premise uh uh oh and then uh, paul premise re- replied with come on tom give me a break and then tom <laughs> posted the classic captain america gift from endgame he says no i don't think i will so <laughs> old man steve that's right all right, Jonathan Todd says, "Dear 3.9% of you voters, I understand. I've done stupid things where I'm under the influence too. Please stop drinking and tweeting. The buttons are small and look alike when you see four of them."
0: <laughs> Thank you very much. We appreciate that, yeah. and we appreciate you take a drink.
1: Uh, we have this one here from a uh, dark man, Mark the Bat, who uh, mm-hmm. the down votes are not actually for the song, but for myself and Corey, as we are not the Van Halen experts and have to be reminded of such. To its says, "Nah, people are fucking with you. Anyone down voting Unchained is unhinged. Probably voted for Trump, or maybe might say it's overplayed. All the same, fuck those guys. Absolutely,
0: one hundred percent. I don't. Uh, I, I'm. I'll. I'll uh, retract my theory on that uh, and chalk it up to just a couple of people being contrarians, just for the sake of being contrarian. And then there's the uh, the miss voting." which might have happened uh, all the way through. Who knows? So
1: yeah, it, we'll, it just, we'll, we'll just, uh, we'll call those, those uh, downvotes a fluke. We'll call it a fluke. Yeah. Statistical anomaly. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh says, uh, brilliant. Band is firing on all cylinders and Eddie playing with confidence like his dick is dragging on the ground. <laughs> uh, David uh, David Lee Smith says, to anybody who doesn't like Unchained, turn your Van Halen membership card in, take your one foot out the door and don't come back because I don't want to hear about it later. Oh, clever boy with the puns. Oh, Davey. Love it. Good, good <laughs> comment there. Uh, Jonathan P. Todd comes back and says, Eddie's rhythm on this track is why he is the king. My ringtone since 2009, unchained. Geez, I got oh, to change my yeah. ringtone now. Yeah. That's a good idea. That'd be a great. Ringtones ringtone.
0: are still a thing. Like, customized <laughs> I guess. Ringtones?
1: Yeah. I don't think okay. I've turned my, I haven't turned the volume on my phone in four years. I don't think it's always on silent. So.
0: I know, yeah. Mine's either it's all silent or vibrate, because yeah. I'm just not going to hear it if it's uh, if it's the ring is actually happening.
1: I, I didn't buy a phone to talk on the phone. I, I just want to like do Twitter <laughs> polls. So. Exactly. Yeah. And finally, Ryan Powell says too much awesomeness to cover. Attitude of Dave, aggression of Ed and Al. Out of time. Seven beats across four beat measures. Ed and Al lead into the chorus and under the solo. Critically, first I made was able to multi-track. Brethren plus lead equals huge sound with killer outro solo climax. Mark, you're the musician. You got all that.
0: (laughs) You had me at solo climax (laughs) just for the funnies of it all. But yes, I got
1: you. Those are the Twitter comments for the week.
0: All right. Good stuff, everybody. Thank you so much. Uh, and uh, like I say, I think uh, those that 3.8% or less, just flukes. It's just fluke voting. It's all good. Uh, we all know the truth, and the truth is Unchained is absolutely a uh, quintessential Van Halen tune. Maybe not the, but a quintessential tune. Let's put it that way. Agree to disagree, all good. Yay. So now it's time to get into the actual show of the week we go to the wheel we spin it now before we do that we got to do what we always do and that is for me to ask you Corey, what particular van halen song are you trying to manifest for the show tonight
1: well it seems like every time i try and manifest a sammy tune i get a dave tune so i'm going to try a little uh, reverse psychology on the wheel usually when we do this to the wheel it doesn't work uh but i'm going to try it this week i'm going to I'm going to try and manifest a Dave song. And I was thinking, you know, Van Halen was such a great cover band. What's a Mm -hmm. cover that they did that is a hundred times better than the original. And I'm going all the way back to Van Halen one. And you really got me now originally done by the Kinks. Nothing wrong with the Kinks, but Van Halen's Mm -hmm. version fucking slaps. It's amazing. So I'm hoping for you really got me now from Van Halen one. How about you?
0: I would not be mad at that. Uh, Let's, let's see if the wheel wants to, uh, Follow your, uh, your your plan here, or uh, maybe uh, the wheel has something else in mind. I am actually going to manifest one of my absolute favorite songs, um, and I've talked about the song before. I have tried manifesting it before; it hasn't come to fruition, but just maybe because I too am going for a Van Halen one song, and that is "Ain't Talking About Love." Because I've been
1: asking for that just... one for a while.
0: Yeah, it it is absolutely uh, probably my top in my top three Van Halen songs for sure. Uh, Always battling for that first position, but just narrowly missing out. Uh, And we can discuss that later when we come to it. But I would just I would really love to hear something from Van Halen one, apparently, because I wouldn't be mad at You Really Got Me. (laughs) And I certainly would be most grateful for a little Ain't Talking About Love. So Corey and I both were going all the way back to the beginning uh, for the, the start of the journey for, uh, for so many people when Van Halen hit the scene, uh, at least uh, with a uh, major uh, record uh, as it is. So Van Halen won. That is what we're manifesting. That's what we're putting out into this universe. Hopefully the wheel picks up on the energy. Corey, if you're ready, I'm ready. Uh, Let Sammy know it's time to wake up and do his one thing, make a, you know, to make a living anyway. Uh, if sammy's ready let's take it
1: away all right he's hopping up and down he's got his parachute pants on he's got his little uh you know headset mic on and his uh, guitar i didn't hear go. shot of kabo-wabbo. here we go oh well oh. we're gonna get a cover we are getting, getting a cover, a cover. <laughs> and it's a diver, diver down song. Oh, pretty woman from Diver Down. Well, I tell you, we haven't had anything really from Diver Down other than Happy Trails. So uh, this is kind of a nice surprise.
0: It is a nice surprise. You know, I think you were on the right track. Whatever uh, energy you were exuding uh, to get a cover song by Van Halen, uh, that worked. Just not the one that you were asking for. But look, (laughs) this is, uh, uh, for me, a pretty woman. I'm extremely familiar with it because it's one of their more popular songs it's not even their song the song itself pretty woman is is humongously popular you have most certainly heard it uh in a a movie or a tv show or like by all accounts on your radios every year you've been alive at this point uh uh, it is a classic tune and i really really do enjoy van halen's version of this song i think it it just makes it sound cooler. You know, it's it's a cool song by itself and by, by the original uh, uh, version. But for some reason, you put a little Van Halen spin on it, and it's just going to be amplified that much more. Or maybe it's, this is just my, you know, biased thinking coming into play. But uh, how do you feel about Pretty Woman?
1: I'm a big Roy Orbison fan. Uh, like my mom used to listen to a lot of Elvis, a lot of Roy Orbison. So we had Pretty Woman playing uh, pretty religiously. Um, it's kind of ironic in my day job, I'm a community television producer and we do, uh, a, a show at a record store called the vinyl countdown. One of the guys this week, uh, reviewed uh, mystery girl, Roy Orbison's last album. So we talked a lot of Roy oh. Orbison, uh, just a few days ago. Uh, so it's kind of funny that we spent, uh, Oh, pretty woman here. Uh, this was kind of the, uh, uh originally, uh, for, for a cover, David Lee Roth wanted to do dancing in the streets. And the brothers kind of said, I really don't know what to do with that. It's not, you know, we can't really Van Halenize it. Right. And so the Compromise song was pretty woman. And uh, it actually became uh, a a surprise hit to the point where they were just going to release a a cover song just to kind of get them through the holidays while they work on the new album, take a little bit of a break. But Pretty Woman hit uh, in January of 1992, so they had to kind of rush an album out. And that's why Diver Down, you know, has, you know, some original songs, but it also has uh, quite a few covers on it. And actually, there is uh, an instrumental uh, right before Pretty Woman on the album called Intruder that we should probably give a listen to tonight as well, Mark.
0: Mm, we should. Absolutely. Because it's, to me, it's not a, a different track. It's the, just the great intro.
1: <laughs> There's also a really uh interesting video uh, for Pretty Woman. If you remember, <laughs> there was the, like Mike uh, was yes, a samurai. <laughs> and, oh yeah. It, it was, it was weird. Uh, I don't know. I'm almost tempted to, to bring that up too. We should maybe watch the video.
0: We, I mean, we certainly can um, if you, if we feel like we must, but uh, yeah, it's it's not, it's not the greatest video. Let's
1: put it that way. Oh, it's something. Uh, It's something. It is Uh, definitely something. We haven't really talked a lot about Diver Down because we've only done uh, Happy Trails. What are your thoughts on on Diver Down as an album?
0: I think it's a, a fine album. It's not one that, uh, with the exception of kind of the, the hits that came with it. Uh, it's not really one I put in any of my Van Halen rotations intentionally. You know what I mean? Um, if if the songs come up, then like Dancing in the Street or Oh Pretty Woman uh, and Happy Trails, like, uh, that's, that's really kind of the extent of it um, in terms of my memory of, oh, yeah, this is from the Diver Down album. Otherwise, it never really uh, wasn't one that I rotated quite often, not nearly as often as, you know, say, uh, you know, Balance or, uh, you know, Van Halen 1 or 2, things of that nature, or The Fuck Album. Uh, mm-hmm. How about you?
1: Um, uh, kind of the same. Uh, like I said, five covers uh, on this thing. And uh, to me, uh, you know, some of the originals were kind of hit and miss. I'm not going to tip my hand too much. It does have some some classics like Little Guitars is a very popular track, mm-hmm. Off Diver Down, uh, or Cathedral, uh, which Eddie had been doing like a whole year prior. Uh, he really wanted to put it on on record. Uh, things like that. Where Have All the Good Times Gone uh, is another uh, uh, King song that that they do on the record. I'm kind of a King's fan, uh, even though I think uh, Van Halen kind of blew him out of the water with You Really Got Me Now, but um, I really uh, again, not to tip my hand, we're going to listen to it with a whole new uh, fresh set of ears here, but um, Pretty Woman was uh, the big hit off Diver Down, and I'm kind of looking forward to spinning it, but before we do that, how about we check out a little uh, Intruder?
0: Absolutely, Let's do it.
1: intruder mark your thoughts now i don't know the story behind
0: intruder but um to me it just sort of feels like they <laughs> it, it just it feels like alex and uh and and mike had this uh this rhythm section sort of you know loop as it were and uh they didn't know what to do with it and then eddie just decided you know uh, I'm, I'm gonna put something on top of it and just just didn't you know, because it, it doesn't sound like he's really doing anything except just making a shitload of noise uh, while Mike and Alex are trying their best to hold it together. Uh, but I tell you, um, the first time I heard this before Pretty Woman, uh, some, it was some radio station years ago. I didn't know that Oh Pretty Woman had a sort of intro uh, called Intruder before uh they launch into the actual song. Um, But at some point, a radio station played both intruder that led into pretty woman. And I remember just thinking, what the hell was that? Is that (laughs) normally part of the song? I've never heard. Like what is what's happening there? Uh, And so for a long time, I just thought, There are two versions of Oh, Pretty Woman by Van Halen. There is, uh, you know, the radio friendly or like it's the super rare long intro. And it's like that that just seemed more uh, special. Little did I know until actually checking out Diver Down that it was, oh, that's just a separate track that leads into it. Um, What are your thoughts on Intruder Corey? Well, I'll give you a little bit of background
1: uh, because I did some reading uh, on this album, uh, you know, when I was reading uh, the uh, the book. That uh, Nola Monk wrote, and yeah. uh, apparently uh, the video because they just made a a video. It had nothing to do with the song Pretty Woman. They just wanted to make like David wanted to make like an old mgm style uh, movie into a video, yeah. and the video was longer than the song. So they went back <laughs> in the studio and they recorded Intruder to to pad out oh. the length of the song. Uh, Dave actually says he wrote this um, with no consideration for the music at all. He just wanted to to make it fit into the video. Uh, he played a little synthesizer on it. Uh, Eddie apparently just grabbed a Schlitz can and just kind of jammed it against the strings to make that feedback while the guys were playing underneath it. So they really didn't put a lot of thought uh, into intruder. It was just to kind of pad out the length of the video for them, but uh, it was very atmospheric. It was kind of cool. And when I think about Roy Orbison and uh, pretty woman, that's not the mood. Uh, so much, but uh, hey. No, no, I know. It's, that's why I always found it really odd, especially that, that very first
0: time I ever heard it. I went, I what the hell was that? <laughs> because it just doesn't... You can tell that it's heading somewhere and it's all in the same key. Uh, even even the screeches and the noises still fit the key and the motif mm-hmm. of what becomes Oh, Pretty Woman, but uh, it, it's such a such a weird sort of intro, but having just heard uh, the, the, uh, the story behind that. Oh, okay. Well, that makes a little more sense. Um, still don't know why they went in the direction they did, uh, or at least why Eddie went in the direction that he did, uh, sonically for, uh, this intruder track, but Hey, more power to you. If, uh, it, this is just the genius of Van Halen, uh, subverting expectations.
1: Yep, absolutely. And, uh, like I said, Eddie Van Halen, by sounds it, was a little burnt out at this period. He wanted to take a little bit of a break before the next album. And uh, David said, well, people are going to forget about us. We need to record a single. And he wanted to do Dancing in the Streets, and the brother said no. And the, the compromise was Pretty Woman. So, okay, we went in there, they cut it out. Sounds pretty good. Released that as a single. Then it became a surprise hit, and the record label said we needed an album. So he had to kind of rush uh, everything in there. So Eddie kind of disowned this album. Uh, for a long mm-hmm. time saying, you know, he'd rather go down kind of on his own merits, not being a shitty cover band, but uh, Diver Down definitely has its fans out there. And uh, uh, yeah, let's yeah. get into the, the big single from Diver Down, shall we? This is Oh, Pretty Woman, originally yeah, uh, written and recorded by uh, Roy Orbison. Yeah. Now, if you're going to do a cover, uh, having Eddie Van Halen as your guitar player really helps because that automatically makes yeah. it better than any guitar that was on the original. And you listen to Roy Orbison's <laughs> version, it's very plain, very understated. But you got Eddie in there and he does a little bend in there and a little, wah, 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 just little Eddie Van Halen accents. It just makes it awesome. Well, it helps
0: that, uh, you know, you're, you're playing. Um... You know, 1982. It's like the modern day. Hey, look, we have guitar effects that we can use. Uh, I've got overdrive. Poor Roy Orbison didn't have a lot of overdrive in his guitar tone, so you know he couldn't he couldn't make it distorted. So it just sounds a little too uh, clean, uh, so to speak. But uh, it's funny that you say that though, because despite uh, Eddie's overdrive, you know his distortion effect that he has on his uh, guitar, uh, that sort of gives it that rock sound it's still such a, the, the motion of playing that riff uh is still so fluid. Uh And it's just, it just feels like there's a wall of sound coming out of his guitar, even though it's, there's not really, I mean, there's not a, a ton. It's just Eddie had just good tone and he knew how to play and he knew what sound he was going for. Um, So yeah, it, it sounds very, very full and thus kind of gives it that, uh, Gives it a harder, you know, obviously a harder edge just based on the nature of the sound. But uh, yeah, I'm with you 100 percent. Makes it sound so much better. Um, but uh, it also just it, it makes me think of just when you're in school and the cool guy walks in or uh, the cool girl walks in, so to speak. Uh, and you just hear the rocking guitar crunches, the uh, the power squeals getting ready to launch into Oh, pretty woman. You know, it's like you're a kid in high school. Like there she is, man. She's walking in slow motion. And all I hear is pretty woman in the background.
1: <laughs> it's funny you say that the actual, uh, inspiration for the title, uh, was Roy Orbison's wife, Claudette, uh, who during uh, a writing session Aww. with Roy and his uh, co-writer, Bill Dees, she said, uh, she was going out and Orbison asked her if she had enough cash. And Bill Dees uh, said, a pretty woman never needs anybody. <laughs> and so that's where they got the tile from. It is wow. True.
0: Well, there yeah, there you go uh-huh.
2: woman Walking down the street.
1: Got to get the classic Roy Orbison "Mercy" in there, but uh, <laughs> no, no one's gonna, you know, mistake David Lee Roth for Roy Orbison. Roy Orbison has one of those very distinctive, beautiful, beautiful voices, and, and mm-hmm. David Lee Roth is David Lee Roth. But I, I think he handles the material here pretty well.
0: He does. It also helps. Uh, this is w- one of the reasons I really enjoy this song. Uh, not to tip my ha- cap or anything, but uh, I love that this song uh, utilizes all the vocalists in the band, uh to a degree, uh to well to a lot, of, because Roy Orbison used a lot of vocal harmonies in his uh his original uh, uh recording. So you, you gotta if you're gonna if you're gonna cover Roy Orbison, make it sound a little bit like it's a uh you know a, a salute or tribute, whatever you want to call it. Make it fresh like your own. But don't forget uh what makes the song really stand out and uh, harmonies man it's all about the harmonies and Van Halen knows how to do good harmonies so this is a no-brainer to me) <laughs> and if you didn't add the uh, the sort of tiger call whatever you want to call that um then you're doing the song a disservice thankfully dave understood the assignment
1: <laughs> although roy does it better roy's tiger call is yes.
0: legendary <laughs> this was uh listening to this song was the moment where i realized um i don't know how to make that sound uh i don't think like how do i do that and my dad could just roll his r's no problem and he would he would just do it on a whim and for however long he saw fit and he said just roll your r and i said how do you how, how, what do you what do you mean like how how do you roll your r's he make, yeah he would make the sound make the sound and i go like i don't know and to me it sounded like he was gargling so for <laughs> a long time if i needed to roll r's or if i was like singing this song and and i needed to uh do the uh the tiger call there. Uh, I would have to gargle and make it sound like rolling R's because I couldn't do it. Uh, I finally got to a point to where I can do it, but I can't do it. Great. Um, I have to uh, actually be in the mindset to do it. So, but
1: kudos to you, Corey, you can do it. Oh, that's right. Me and my daughter can do it. My older daughter, my wife can't. So uh, I'm just kind of, you're listening to this. This is a, a song from the 1960s covered in 1982. Mm-hmm. You know, the big hits in 1982 were like physical, by Olivia Newton John, "I yep. of the Tiger, <laughs> I Love Rock and Roll, uh, Ebony and Ivory, uh, Cent- Centerfold uh, by the Jay Gals Band. Like, I'm kind of surprised that this song, you know, kind of hit uh, for Van Halen back in the day. It was a number 12 hit for him.
0: I'm not surprised because based on those songs you just listed, uh, very top 40 sort of bubblegum pop rock, uh, uh, it's what you just. Uh, is what comes to mind with those particular songs and this is a, a cover of pretty woman which pretty woman by all accounts i'm pretty sure would be considered in that sort of like pop rock category as well maybe it's just because of how it, it's a classic and uh, you know everybody knows it um but yeah i'm 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 not shocked by that this one definitely takes a more uh harder edge because it is van halen but i mean but it's pretty woman so yeah i'm i'm not at
1: all shocked by that I tell you what, it might be the hardest song that, that hit the Billboard Hot 100 in 1982, Probably. just going down the list. Uh, at least you want to go with something like Jack and Diane by uh, by old Johnny Cougar. Uh, yeah, it, it's all pretty much just like, you know, Chicago's on here, Abracadabra mm-hmm. by Steve Miller, like, yeah, a, a ton of like pop, light rock type stuff. So yeah, Van Halen might have been the hardest thing going. It's actually listed at number 88 uh, in the Billboard Hot 100 for 1982, so pretty respectful. So you're saying, you're saying 82 was a great year for the Yacht Rock campaign? Exactly. Toto, Rosanna was there. Uh, I can't go for that by Hall and Oates. You yep, want yacht right, rock? How about Tommy Two Tone? Eight six seven five three zero nine. Eight <laughs> six seven five <We> three <laughs> zero nine.
0: I mean, 1982 I put, podcast. That's a good. Uh, oh man, that would be fun because it doesn't stop at music. There's movies. That's uh, right. There's that's you know right. all, all sorts of uh, pop culture things. I I wouldn't put uh, Tommy Two Tone on my specific yacht rock list, but that is a good song. It is a good song. <laughs> a question i have for you though um you ever seen the movie pretty woman uh yes a long long time ago now they use uh the movie's called pretty woman so you can rest assured they're going to use the song oh pretty woman somewhere in that movie um my thing is would it have served them better to use uh van halen's version or did they did they do right by using the original roy orbison track
1: What year did that come out? That was in the... uh, It was 1990 is when uh, Pretty Woman came out. Yeah, so both were around. Um, 1990, Roy would have just passed like a year or two previous to that. So maybe the better choice going with his because he was with the Wilburys in what, 88, 89? And he had passed away uh, during the Wilburys run there. So,
0: Ah, well well then, uh, maybe you might be onto something there. Uh, I just found that kind of interesting because uh, that... The Pretty Woman soundtrack actually it was uh if I'm not mistaken was
1: pretty uh was pretty hot when it came out. Um cuz it well, had, uh, uh, had that had that Roxette song on there that uh, hit uh, I think that hit number 1 it must have been love.
0: Uh, yeah, it must have been love. Uh you got Go West King of Wishful Thinking on that one. Um Right,
1: that was a big one.
0: Yeah, uh so and it's kind of a it's it's not it's kind of a smorgasbord of different sort of things there. So I would just uh, I'm I'm curious as to I wonder why they went with Roy Orbison's version as opposed to Van Halen's because, uh, you know, Roy, no disrespect to Roy, but uh, I don't know, I just I feel like for a movie of like that, it might have it might have served just as well. I mean, obviously, Roy's version works for the film for the you know the the overall uh uh uh, themes and thematics of of the movie but uh yeah i'm just curious as as to why they decided let's do the original and not do van halen's version maybe it was a rights thing or you might be onto something about uh roy just passing so maybe it's a testament to his legacy i don't know i tell you what uh
1: they love doing remakes of like old 90s movies right now right so if they ever remake Mm -hmm. pretty woman then you use Van Halen's I, I think uh, that would fit a lot better
0: yeah they probably just shouldn't do it they probably just shouldn't touch that one there are some movie like and I, I would understand the mentality of why they would want to remake Pretty Woman they probably just shouldn't
1: but they probably will and The Rock will be the they retro character <laughs> and Kevin Hart will be the you know, Julia Roberts character
0: Kevin Hart will be Julia Roberts yeah yeah. Oh, yep. I can see that why not
1: <laughs> why not Pretty Woman from Diver Down. Uh, Mark, uh, do you remember uh, back in 1989? Uh, There's a little rap group called Two Live Crew, and they mm. recorded a parody uh, of Pretty Woman uh, for their album As Clean as They Want to Be. Two Live Crew was was really something in the late '80s. I remember uh, if you had that tape, you're like, "Oh my god, I got the new Two Live Crew! It's it's you know it's X-rated. It's it's so bad stuff." But that uh, uh, a copyright claim went all the way to the Supreme Court. And they ruled that they ruled in favor of two live crew. And that kind of opened up the fair use doctrine uh, for for parodies and things like that. But I just remember, uh, yeah, it was like Roy Orbison versus two live crew in this copyright infringement. Roy would pass at the time. So it was his, his estate. But yeah, it went all the way to the Supreme Court.
0: I mean, um, my, my knowledge on a lot of two life crew is limited, but I do remember two life crew, uh, <laughs> did not know about that lawsuit. That's kind of funny when you say it out loud, Roy Orbison's estate versus two life crew. Um, and then two life crew one, which is kind of really funny, actually. Um, no, no, I don't, I don't, re- I don't even recall what, what track it was. What was the
1: track? I, I think it's called pretty woman, uh, from oh, the Realm okay. as clean as they want to be. Yeah. And it, I think it was, it, it was a, according to Wikipedia, it was about a hairy woman uh, and, and her bald-headed friend and their appeal uh, <laughs> to the person singing the song. So 2 Live Crew likes hairy women and, and bald-headed men, apparently. Well, there you go. Um, so be sure to check that out. I'm sure there's a 2 Live Crew uh,
0: retrospective uh, podcast out there somewhere. So if there is, shout out to you guys. You um, should sure be on the Deep Dive <laughs>
1: Podcasting <laughs> Network. <Yeah. laughs> yes. Join us. We're, we're fun. Yeah, as pod as they want to be, look for it on the Deep Dive Podcast Network. But Mark, uh, we got a job to do. We got to talk about Pretty Woman and uh, whether we think this is what dreams are made of or is this dream over? Let's start with you. Uh, what are your thoughts on Oh, Pretty Woman? Well, it is a cover, so it's it kind of uh, doesn't
0: get the same kind of fair treatment as uh, a typical Van Halen song. But that being said while it's probably unfair to judge it because it's not a uh, an original van halen tune it is still so uh so deep in the van halen category sort of like echelon that it feels like it's theirs uh there's probably a whole generation of kids out there uh me included until i got older that didn't even know that this song wasn't originally theirs i for the longest time i thought pretty woman that was van halen because it sounded like van halen they made it sound enough like themselves uh to uh to keep it fresh But then, as you know, if you listen to the original, then it's it's respectful because it's you know, they're not they're not going so far out of their way to make it sound like something different. It's like, here's Pretty Woman written by Roy Orbison, but it sounds nothing like it. It's just it's just it's completely a different uh, genre, different arrangement, whatever. No, they didn't do that. They simply just gave you what I think is a very good and uh, powerful update of the song as as it were uh you mentioned david lee roth doing yeah, you know, he's doing his david lee roth isms but he's not a, a, he's not going too far out of his comfort zone because to me he still sounds like roth he still this still sounds like a song he would sing um and i love the uh the fact that all the vocalists in the band get to utilize uh themselves in the vocal capacity a lot of harmonies got to keep those harmonies for orbison Uh, And they work because Van Halen is tight with their harmonies as we've discovered through this journey and, or or as you already knew listening to their music. So I think this is a spectacular uh, cover song so much so that this, when you, when people talk about Van Halen songs, I guarantee you pretty woman comes up in there at some point and it's not even theirs because they've made it their own so hard and so well done that it might as well be theirs. Uh, It happens in music. So Absolutely, Pretty Woman is what dreams are made of. I personally think it is a Van Halen classic, despite it not being originally theirs. So, with that being said, Corey, do I gotta ask...
1: I I think he hit the nail right on the head when he said, like, respectful. This is a very respectful Mm -hmm. cover. You can tell they really love and respect Roy Orbison, especially Dave. Like you said, he's not uh, hooping and hollering all over the thing like he would on virtually any track on Van Halen 1. He's even, you know, copying Roy's, uh, you know, the the Tiger Growl, the Rolling of the R and the Mercy and all that. Um, You know, to me, the real standouts are the vocals and the guitar. I love what Eddie's doing on this song, uh, really elevating this song past what Roy Orbison did. Back in the 60s, uh, Mike and Alex, they're they are just kind of playing it straight down the middle, and there's nothing wrong with that. You're not getting those big Alex Van Halen flourishes. There's even that little break uh, be, before one of the verses, and Alex just does a three, a boop, 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 mm-hmm. and then back in A Pretty Woman. You know, he could have put in a little role there or some cool little Tomville or something. Kept it very, very straight, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. I love that they just went in the studio, found a song they liked, cut it like in, you know, one take, two takes, and put it out there, and, and it became a big hit for him. Uh, th- this is obviously a classic song. Uh, Roy Everson won a Grammy for it uh, posthumously uh, from his HBO special. Um, it's one of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's 500 songs that shaped rock and roll. Uh, Rolling Stone named it uh, number 224 on their list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. This is the Roy version, of course, but the Library of Congress uh, s- uh, selected it for preservation of the National Recording Registry. This is obviously a- an all-time classic American rock and roll song that Van Halen in my opinion, elevates. I, I, I love Roy Orbison. I love his version to me, the vocals on this and the guitar elevated uh, past Roy's. And I know a fellow like Eric Sennett, who I love and respect very much hates the song. He, this, he's not a real fan of "Oh pretty woman. Uh, he likes dancing in the street and I'm completely opposite to me. Dancing in the street is not a song that Van Halen is meant to cover. And when we get to that one, I, I, I can voice uh, more opinions on it. But to me, uh, Pretty Woman fits. Oh, Pretty Woman absolutely fits the Van Halen mold. They knocked it out of the park. This is a great track, and it's absolutely what dreams are made of.
0: There you go. Well said, all around. So, uh, you you might have uh, gotten the idea of that's where we were headed <laughs> at the top of the show, but that's okay. It's it it is what it is because sometimes even though we think we know what we're going to vote on ahead of time, sometimes really diving into the song analyzing it can shift uh, uh perspectives and shift opinions that did not happen this time and instead it was just uh cory and i listening to a track we already knew we enjoyed and just appreciating it a little bit more there you have it oh pretty woman from diver down that's uh the second track we've done from diver down we don't, we're not getting a lot from that one uh as far as the wheel goes um uh, i'm i'm willing to think or I'm I'm always willing to bet that when it comes down to the final tracks, Corey, it might be uh it might be sort of the uh a one-on-one battle between Diver Down tracks and the Fuck album. What do you think?
1: <laughs> it's trending that way, but the wheel has gone on streaks before. We had our, like a run. It's true. of a different kind of truth uh, early on. Uh, we had a run of women and children first. We had like three or four in a row. Uh, from that album yeah. so I'm anticipating a run maybe of Diver Down at some point uh, maybe it's going to happen next week and we're going to get another Diver Down track which I would not be mad at but um, I, I'm still holding out hope that we're going to have a good eclectic mix uh, at the end and I still think I'm still holding out hope that Jump is the very last track we do uh, on the on the mm-hmm. Van Halen side of and the podcast will rock but uh, I would agree with you but uh, geez this wheel has been streaky before uh, and we may go on another streak here. Who knows?
0: It's true. Uh, well, if we do, hopefully it's a streak worth going on um, and not not a complete—because we, we were also on a Van Halen 3 kind of streak there for a little That's bit, right. or maybe not a, sh- not a streak per se, but definitely it was one coming up quite often, so often that I was under the impression that that'll Too be the often. first album— yeah, that'll be the the album we finish first <laughs> of all the albums to get through. That'll be the one first. Honestly, it probably would benefit us if we got through that one first, so we don't have to worry about it as we continue the show. Uh, apologies to Gary, but until <laughs> uh, until we know, we won't know because it's not up to us. It's up to the wheel, and the wheel is fickle. Sometimes the wheel is fair. Tonight, the wheel was fair, so I'm very appreciative of of that and i'm appreciative of you the listener thank you guys for tuning in Corey, would you please let the listeners know uh where they can find us because i mean we we have we have a site most people interact with us on twitter uh twitter is we're just unsure uh so can you please let them know where they can find the show uh where they can listen to it and uh where they can find other like-minded shows if they like ours
1: absolutely uh, there's a lot of conversation about twitter uh you know maybe going the way of the dodo here pretty soon so we're we're branching out and we got a facebook page started up that mark kameyer is going to be uh handling for us so if you're talking on twitter you're probably talking to me if you're going to talk on facebook you're probably talking to mark so give him a shout out and say hi to him Choose join our facebook page yep uh search for podcast while we'll rock on there uh i'll we'll have an instagram page uh, up and running too uh, so we'll post some pics on there. Maybe we'll put our wheel spins uh, on the Instagram page. What do you think, Mark? And, and people know that we're on Ooh, the up and up.
0: I think we should. I think mean, that's a good idea.
1: There you go. And uh, I, I'm trying out that that Hive social. Uh, we've got an account on there. I haven't posted anything. Uh, if Twitter goes away, maybe we'll move more stuff to Hive social. But uh, for now, those are the main things. Of course, you can always go to our uh, our website, uh, com. We just had a great email uh, from a new listener he's about 25 shows in uh and, you know, he's, he's from new jersey and he, he really wants to be on the show so we're going to get him on the show uh coming up uh in uh the new year uh but speaking of uh coming up on the show i teased another live show early on and for december mm-hmm. both mark and i think we're going to do a deep dive december that's right Ooh. uh some of our brethren from the deep dive podcasting network will be joining us for our next live show, Saturday, December 17th, 9 o'clock Eastern, uh, 8 o'clock Corey and Mark time. Uh, We'll try and get as many deep divers on as we can, and let's recap those shows for you now here, folks. On the Deep Dive Podcasting Network, we have Nate and John from the Deep Purple Podcast, The Simple Man at Skinnered Reconsidered, Terry T-Bone Mathly at T-Bone's Prime Cuts on the other side, Rye at Sabbath Bloody Podcast, Paul, Joe, and David at In the Lap of the Pods, Andy and Matt from Hawk Binge. Uh, Eric and Jonathan at Maiden A to Z. Daniel and Josh at Diary of the Mad Men, the Ultimate Aussie Podcast. Ben and Sam from Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers Podcast. George and Hattie from the Judas Priestcast. Uh, John, uh, myself, and uh, Scott Haskin from Backtrack's Aerosmith Revisited. Uh, John and I, again, from Backtrack's Steam Music. Clay and Rye from North by South Podcast. Greg and Jonathan from So Far So Pod So What, Kevin from the Tom Petty Project, Quinn at And Volume For All, and Sav, Nick, John, and Mark from the Rock Roulette Podcast. That's the whole uh, kit and caboodle there, and hopefully we'll have a few of those boys on the show December 17th. Mark your calendars. Uh, Who knows? Maybe we'll grab some people just uh, uh, kicking around on Twitter and throw them in the waiting room and bring them on live, too. Why not?
0: Yeah, yeah. Shoot your shot if you want to be on the show uh, quicker, because you know we're, we're getting we're getting to as many of you as we can. It's it's hard sometimes, and uh, you guys have been so enthusiastic about it, so we we want to accommodate everybody. So if you are uh, tired of the wait, try your damnedest to get onto the live show, because chances are you could, you absolutely could. So. Be on the lookout, as Corey said, December 17th. That's going to be a very fun time. If it's even remotely close to how much fun we had for our uh, anniversary live show, then uh, this one is certainly to be a banger. Uh, But that's it. On behalf of Corey and myself, oh, yeah, you can find me at MarkTheBat on Twitter uh, for now and Instagram. Uh, And then, yes, as Corey said, we do have a Facebook page now. So uh, if you want to interact with me on there, and the podcast will rock on facebook give it a like give it a share tell your friends tell your family anyone who remotely appreciates the work of van halen i think they will get a kick out of what we do and what we do is rock we are and the podcast will rock and we will rock you later